Hi, you're listening to That's Nice, a podcast about all things nice. 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 (laughs) (laughs) Hi, this is Leeks. I'm doing the podcast alone this week because Mike has been sick all week and today he lost his voice. So it's just old me. We've been offline for a little bit. I think it was about a month ago that we put out our last episode um, with the wonderful Sammy Maine. Since then, I went to New York. Uh, we had a lot of things happen at work that were positive. We're back now, and we've been meaning to record this, but then the election happened, and a dark cloud of sadness and fear and uncertainty descended on upon all of our lives. So it seems really foolish to try to make a podcast about nice things in a Trump-led America, but our producer Ariel said that it was needed now more than ever. So I'm going to try to truck on and give you guys a little bit of sunshine for this dark week that we've all lived through. Um, The news isn't getting any better, so trying to stick to my rule of not talking about the election, but we're going to touch on it a little bit here and there. In particular, I think it's worth talking about what it's brought out of people, which is uh, solidarity and the feeling of needing to take action. I think everyone feels really helpless and scared, scared for their friends if they're not in a position uh, where they feel scared, but I think everyone feels like just freaked out. There's no better word. I think We all thought it was in the bag for old Hillary. Um, And it's, for some people, a huge wake-up call that this is how people think. I think for people who have been subject to racism and sexism for the large part of their life, they're not surprised. I think for a lot of people, it poses a huge crisis, personal crisis that they didn't think about before. Like, the world is really deeply fucked. People are filled with hatred and ignorance. And now we are facing this hate pumpkin, is what I've been calling him, the hate pumpkin as supreme leader. And it's horribly frightening because of everything he's said, everything he's enabled, and just the uprising of hatred he's set off. It's really, really scary. Uh, But Back to the nice thing about it is that people are coming together every day. It's been seven days every day since I've had several friends, old and new, reach out to me and make sure I'm okay. Um, I've reached out to people as well, trying to be supportive, listen, put positive shit out there in the world. Um, I don't think it's time for us to say it's going to be okay. I don't think it's going to be okay. We all want to think it's going to be okay, but I think everyone who is frightened is acting supportive to their fellow man, and that feels good. I think the one thing that people have been doing to take action is donate to the ACLU, the Trevor Project, and Planned Parenthood. Those are the big three because civil liberties are at risk here. Women's reproductive rights are at risk. LGBT rights are at risk. So donate if you can, because it's important to support those organizations that are set up to to defend 
our rights. Another thing that's come out on the coastal cities is protests. We've had mass peaceful pro- protests, protests in uh, New York and LA, in Oregon, even in Austin, uh, Portland. No comment, guys. But in LA, that there's this great footage of the police force shaking hands with the protesters, and it's really heartwarming. Um, I know it's just a tiny moment. The police is in a way exempt from being looked at because of this kind of sweet moment, but I thought it was nice. The other good thing that's come out of the protests, the peaceful protests are some really solid protest signs. Um, There was an awesome one that said, uh, this is really bad, that I saw in LA. That's kind of like straight to the point in New York. There's one that's gotten a lot of coverage. That's our friend Jim Crocomo. Um, He had one that said, not usually a signs guy, but geez, um, which kind of sums it up like, geez, this is so over the top. Like I have to get out there and protest even because it's so beyond words. Um, and there's been a couple other great ones. So it's been great to see people come together, support each other, go out there, even if it's uncomfortable, um, to go out there and march and, and show the world that we're not okay with the direction that this is taking. The other thing that's been good in the last week trying really trying to pick out some nice things um tripod quest came out with its first record in 18 years if uh you knew me in college you would know that i am a huge tripod quest nerd i listened to midnight marauders only for all of 2003 it was just the only cd in my car i refused to change it then i was in a hip-hop band this is a story for another time but they put out this great record five dog passed away in march from complications due to diabetes. He was super young, he's 45, really unexpected for everyone. But there's been a lot of great writing about it. I think New York Times came out with a with a piece about the recording of the album and how it took place in Q-Tip's home in New Jersey and how he had rekindled his friendship with Five Dog and they really loved each other and the collaborations on the record I mean, the love comes through. It's such a good record, and it was really uplifting, and I'm so glad that they were able to put it out during this week of, like, utter confusion and darkness. So we have a friend of the podcast that's calling in. She's going to tell us her thoughts about the record, um, and I want to leave you guys a little bit with uh, Melatonin, which is my favorite song on this record and also one of my favorite things to take because I never sleep. This week, tribes, we got it from here. Thank you for your service. The space program, we the people, whatever will be, solid wall of sound, degeneration, kids, melatonin, enough, Mobius, black spasmodic, the killing season, lost somebody, moving backwards, 
Conrad Tokyo, Ego, and ironically, the Donald. Thank you, Tribe, for keeping me at least somewhat sane in the most insane week in American political history. Other good things that have happened. On to nice things in this shitbag world. A couple weeks ago, there was an update that came out for iOS. I guess it was a couple months ago now. And listen, the update is so confusing. If somebody sends me another lasers text message, I'm gonna have to cut them from my life. I hate all this shit. It's too much. I just want a text message. I just want a text message, period. Like, it's hard enough to get someone to text you back and then... When they do, there's a laser. Like, it's too much. My emotions, they're fragile. I just need a text message. Anyway, the other egregious thing that uh, Apple did, or the the emoji consortium, I forget what it's called. The, like, bootiness out of the peach emoji. So it was kind of like a smooth, crackless peach. And listen, I... I'm eternally bootyless. I am someone who has a long back, as Mara would say about Taylor Swift. Like, I have a long back. I have just this wide butt. It looks like it is a butt that someone sits on a lot, which is uh, the current status of my butt. I sit all day. Love to sit. The butt is flat. The peach emoji, not something I use in my life. Men don't really use it with me. It's like uh, I have a nice face. There's no emoji for that. Peach emoji, not really something I interact with, so I didn't feel this, but people were deeply affected by the absence of peach emoji. So, great news. In this dark, darkest of days, a silver lining, or the ray, the sunshine after the rain, is they put the fucking butt crack back in. The peach emoji is back and better than ever. It's like a big, juicy butt sexed away. It's so great. Thank you so much, Apple. So glad to have the juicy peach back. Nice. 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 What other nice things have happened? Oh, just this week, this actually amazing thing happened, um, which is just the dopest thing in the world. Um, Ali Siegel, who's a writer from LA, she's incredible. She's so funny on on Twitter. She's uh, online Allison with one L. She noticed that the Merriam-Webster definition for femininity had like a funky example. It was used like when you're like using a sentence, in the sentence it was, she managed to become a CEO without sacrificing her femininity. And she was like, uh, thinking face emoji, thinking face emoji, thinking face emoji. Merriam Webster right away writes back, you're right, we're working to remove it now. Minutes later, it's gone. Sorry about that. And she changed the dictionary. They took it away. And Alison was like, that feeling when your femininity affects, like, changes the dictionary. It's so dope and so awesome of the organization of Merriam-Webster to keep an eye on shit like that. And someone alerted them to it. They were like, absolutely, let's get this thing off of here. And it was gone. She's amazing. She's also, Allie is working on this zine right now. She's been really affected by the election results 
and feels really motivated by it, which is awesome because she has a large following online on Instagram and Twitter and she's a writer and she's able to amplify other people and do shit like change the fucking dictionary for women. Amazing. Uh, but she's coming out with a zine around artwork for Hillary Clinton and other powerful important women uh, who have changed history. So that's something to look forward to. I think it'll probably be out by the end of the year. She's gathering submissions for now. What else? What else? What else? Um, <laughs> there's some straight up just good news. Some science news. Alaska Airlines made history by completing the first biofueled commercial flight, which is amazing. It means that fuel made from wood, basically, forest residuals. I'm not 100% sure what that means. I just read the headline straight up. But um, it means that there is hope to have renewable energy fly planes in the future. So that is super cool. Another cool thing that has come out is um, just a little fun little piece is uh this monkey in china that uh fell in love basically with a goat i don't know it's your standard like unlikely friendships news story but it's what the world needs right now and this little monkey just hangs on this goat's neck and hangs out with the herd sleeps with the herd it likes to hug it tight um to stay safe so shout out to the monkey shout out to its goat friend very tolerant because uh nobody likes a monkey on their back so it was a little goat. It's like, yeah, it's my pal. I'm going to go eat some leaves and uh, monkey around. All right. Uh, sorry about that. The last cool thing that I wanted to talk about on my list of cool things, nice things from this week, there is Twitter use for good. How rare. I feel like Twitter is uh, just where the devil spawns more devils. It is an evil, evil place, especially... Um, in Trump's America, but this guy at Johnny Sun created a tiny care bot, and it is just a bot that tweets, I think about two times an hour, little commands, little reminders. So it's like, please have some water. Please remember to take some deep breaths. Take some time and say hi to your friends. Um, please stretch, and it has a little emoji, really concise to the point, and it's, it's really a nice little reminder to take care of yourself. I think we all kind of get lost in barreling through life, especially when things in the media are stressful or just work is stressful when you get caught up in your own mind and then you're like, wait a sec, I need to answer that text, I need to take a sip of water, I need to call my mom. It's all kind of um, easy to forget and this is a great little bot that you can follow at Tiny Care Bot, and it'll remind you every couple hours probably that you need to take care of yourself because there's only one you. That's important. Um, speaking of important people, we have a new segment on this here That's Nice podcast. It is by the wonderful Jasmine. She is amazing. She is so cool. She works at Giphy with us um, in the New York office, and she has launched the Culture Vertical. And her work is all about inclusivity and bringing more different types of bodies, different types of skin tones to the Giphy platform. So we super appreciate her. She's so fun to work with, but she is a little bit of a less 
she's a New Yorker. <laughs> she's like not an LA person. I'm like, that's nice. Also, she sent us this segment before the election. So it like comes from a pure place where hope is still alive. Um, so sorry if it's a little bit outdated, but Jasmine was incredible and sent this to us um, about 10 days ago, but then the world collapsed. So here's Jasmine Lawson of Giphy.com calling in from New York with That's Trash. That's trash. Hey guys, it's Jasmine. Um, thanks so much to Alix and Mike for inviting me on their show to do this segment called That's Trash. Um, I'm a young New York millennial with a lot of opinions and I think a lot of other people's opinions most of the time are just plain trash. Um, so this segment's definitely just going to be dedicated to a few things that I found trash this week. Um, and ironically this week, both of the things that I found that are trash, um, in my opinion, are related. And I guess this week in totality is dedicated to the Knoll sisters, Beyonce and Solange. Um, so I'm going to start with Beyonce because... Yes. Earlier this week, Beyonce performed on the Country Music Awards. Um, if you're a fan of Beyonce, which you should be, you would know that her last album, Lemonade, um, she had a, a traditional country song on there called Daddy Lessons. Um, Beyonce is a self-proclaimed proud country girl from Houston, Texas. Mama Louisiana, Daddy Alabama, you get a texas bama and she talks about being from texas all of the time so it was definitely great and refreshing to hear a great country song on her latest album and even better it's so great to see her promoting it as her latest single for her album um over the past few months though the wonderful group dixie chicks has been covering the song daddy's lessons they themselves are huge fans of Beyonce and they've been covering it on tour so it was only right and destined that all of these ladies come together to perform the song on the CMAs I mean just beautiful right and it, it was it was a wonderful wonderful performance Beyonce shut down the house um there was no introduction just right back from commercial bam Beyonce Dixie Chicks amazingness like how do you even gather yourself but, of course, leading up to the performance, during the performance, after the performance, the trolls were out heavy. Um, so many people took issue with Beyonce performing, whether it's because they didn't think she was a country artist, mainly because people are racist and didn't think she belonged in that space. Um, but a lot of people had issues, so much so that um, it was reported that the CMAs removed any and all evidence of Beyonce's existence at the CMAs off their social channel and their website. Um, the CMAs have come back to say that most of the content that they put out there, Beyonce didn't approve, and that's why it was taken down. But as someone who's worked in social media for a while, I don't believe that, truthfully. I do believe the trolls probably got the best of them, which sucks. Like, that's just trash. Like, Beyonce was the best part of the night, and she rose their ratings like 600%. So, yeah, that was a bad decision either way. But I, I definitely want to call out the trash people who didn't think Beyonce belonged. First of all, historically, there are so many 
people of color, specifically black people, specifically black women that led and pioneered country music in this country. Um, so Beyonce, through her ancestry, belongs in country music. The, secondly, presently, even though that, that is true about the history of country music, presently we do see that country music is a predominantly white space. Most of the popular country artists are white people. So it's great for what where Beyonce is in her current journey to see her claiming spaces that she feels she belongs in. Um, she wanted to make country music and really own that space. And it, it, sh it should have been a moment of liberation, which it was for most people. I mean, it's very hurtful to see so many people not um, appreciate that. And I, and I understand full-heartedly how racism works in this country and why people are upset. And they can just be mad and they can be hating, but Beyonce still showed up and showed out. You could see so many like uncomfortable people in the audience, <laughs> which was a glory to see, but she still slayed everything. But overall, despite all of the trashiness surrounding this performance, um, seeing Beyonce stand up for herself and her music and really claiming that space and saying, hey, I too belong here, was just, just icing on top of the cake. In the same vein, yesterday, Solange, Beyonce's equally talented and wonderful sister, Oh my God, the Nose girls are just ugh, too fucking much. Like, actually, I hate them. No, I love them. But uh, got to perform on SNL for the first time. Um, if you haven't listened to A Seat at the Table, What's Wrong With You, You're Trash, um, in my opinion, um, is probably one of the best albums this year, hands down, or the best I've heard in a while. And she performed two of her songs, Cranes in the Sky and don't touch my hair. Now, the entire album is definitely very centered around um, reclaiming spaces for ourselves as Black people and a culture and just for Solange on a personal level. But Don't Touch My Hair in particular is definitely about the physical body and Blackness and being able to own your entire self, especially when it comes to Black women and own our hair. Side note, don't ever touch my hair. Um... But seeing her perform that song, and the song's very joyful in the sense of like really taking ownership of your body, of your hair, um, her, Sampa, the dancing, the video, it's just such a great celebration. And she brought all of that to the SNL stage. Um, but earlier this morning, I saw so much, so many of the trolls having something to say, and I ran across a troll account, like someone who just sets up an account to just fucking troll, who posted a picture of Beyonce with a blonde weave, and the caption was, Solange wants everyone to not touch her hair. Meanwhile, something along the lines of, tell her sister to stop wearing white people's hair. Okay, first off, th that troll knows nothing about how weave works. <laughs> Most weave uh, <laughs> comes from Indian women or Brazilian women who have donated their hair for religious reasons or what have you. Um, so no black woman have, that I've ever known has ever worn white people hair. Uh, but you know what? Think your dumb trash thoughts. That's fine. You're entitled to that. But secondly, as a follow up to that, it's also great to see Solange owning that space. I worked at NBC when I first moved to New York and I spent a lot of time around SNL and the studio and working with the audience, the cast and the show and just seeing how everything came together. And for the most part, I mean, every from what you see on TV and all of the, the issues that they've had with diversity in the past, the show is very white. It's a very white space. Most of the people that work on the show are white. The cast is predominantly white. And most of the people who view the show or go to the show um, 
or white people. That's just is what it is. Um, I would never think the SNL has ever been a progressive show in terms of diversity in comedy. They've produced a lot of great people of color comics being able to get their start there, but it's definitely never been a home base, um, like say in, in living color or what have you for people of color. It's just not, that's not what it is. And so for Solange to go into that space, very, very super black with her Afro and her hair and her curls and her band and everyone on stage, like rocking it out and proclaiming this message of, you know, don't fucking touch my hair. It was powerful. And anyone who thinks differently about that, it's just trash. I'm very, very proud of the Knowles girls back to back going into very white spaces and saying, hey, I too belong here. Uh, not to be corny, but I too deserve a seat at this table. I'm a badass bitch and you are going to respect me and my totality and my craft and you're going to take me seriously. There's a lot of mediocre ass people who get invited into these spaces and these these women deserve that. So I was definitely a little turned off, a little riled up by the trolls this week who had nothing but negative shit to say. But, you know, people are always going to talk and have something to say. Um, but that's definitely the the trash that I experienced. I'm just like, whatever, like get a life. But yeah, I'm so happy and thankful for the opportunity to share my thoughts on that. Leaks and Mike. This is wonderful. Hopefully, I'll be able to come back soon and express more of my opinions. Like, you know, I have so many of them. Um, and, yeah, I'm pretty sure within the next 24 hours, something else that is completely trash will have come into my life and stress me the fuck out. <laughs> but, yeah, thank you. Bye, guys. That's trash. Oh man, Jasmine, truth speaker. We need her in this world. Oh, yikes. I can't. <laughs> I'm like scared about moving forward. There's going to be so much trash to talk. Everything is bad. Anyway, whew, uh, we have a couple other call ins today. We have, I've asked people to call in about stuff that has helped them cope with the terrible news of um, Donald Trump being president-elect. Um, I know this bias. If you voted for Trump, I'm sorry. It's, he's not He's not my guy. Oh, this is me having an opinion. Anyway, so we asked people to call in with uh, things that have helped them cope in the last week. First one was Aaron's call from L.A. about a Tribe Called Quest. And another friend of the podcast called in with this story about things that helped him feel better this week okay so the one thing that made this week more bearable for me was getting fried chicken and shaved ice somewhere in san gabriel valley with my friends and yeah that was good because food is amazing and it's really helpful to know that no matter what you have people who will have your back and make sure you feel great and whether you're feeling good or feeling down so yeah bye nice nice Oh man, that goes back to what I was saying earlier. I think people are really coming together. It's like the one tiny bit of hope. People are coming together and making sure that their friends are okay um, because it, a lot of stuff doesn't feel okay right now. Unfortunately, it's like a big scary poopy time. 
anyway, I think I think it's important for everyone to take care of themselves and the people around them. Things that are nice, always puppies, unless you're scared of dogs. Cookies, unless you're allergic to gluten. Ice cream, unless you're allergic to lactose. I've been personally uh, working out, which is very off-brand for me, but I think taking a long walk has been helpful. If you have access to a gym, you can do like 30 minutes on the treadmill, zone out, watch something that's not CNN. You're going to leave feeling better than like you did something for yourself. Um, Also, not been drinking for a while. I had a glass of wine before this podcast, which is probably why it's so loosey-goosey. Kind of been off the sauce for a couple weeks, and it's really helped me feel more calm one dealing with these this bad news so treat yourself nicely because there's only one you and we are all scared together but apart you have to keep yourself strong and healthy so that you can go on in your life you are important so lastly we have our recurring segment which is a call-in from someone sharing the nicest thing anyone's ever done for them this is from Chris in Austin. Hey, it's your friend Chris. I wanted to tell you about the nicest thing that anybody's ever done for me. Um, and the normal answer for this is uh, my mom, because she gave birth to me and I came out with a huge head. So whatever, uh, think about that if you want to. Uh, and, uh, you know, my wife, because I'm a doofus and she married me. Uh, but those answers are boring, so... I think the real nicest thing that anybody's ever done for me is uh, about five years ago, I moved to Texas from New York, uh, which is the area in which I grew up, and so I left all my family, all my friends, and I was kind of lonely when I moved down here, didn't have a ton of friends. Um, I knew some people from visiting, but uh, two friends of mine, uh, a couple, a uh, married couple, they it was my birthday. And they took the time to really get to know me, and they listened. I didn't, th- you know, I didn't think that people were listening to my interests, but um, they listened to me over the course of the first few months that I that I lived in Texas, and they made a gift basket for me for my birthday of all these crazy exotic beverages, non-alcoholic beverages, which were, cra- you know, st- stuff they had brought back from Hong Kong and stuff I'd never had before. They like scoured convenience stores and found all these crazy things, uh, which was just so sweet because I barely knew them. And, um, we're best friends today. Our dogs are boyfriend and girlfriend and, uh, I love them. And and that was just a really sweet thing that they didn't have to do. And I, I didn't think they would do. So there you go. Nice. Nice. Thanks for sharing, Chrissy Poo. What a sweetheart. The part about his mom. <laughs> Yo, shout out to all the moms out there who had to push some big-headed babies out. Holy crap, that does not sound like fun. Chris, I can verify, does have a large head, not as big as mine. Maybe it is as big as mine, actually. I have a really big head um, to house all these beautiful thoughts. Hey. Anyway, that's it for now. We're going to try to truck on. That's nice. I'm going to echoey office. I want to believe that we're going to be okay. I don't know if we're going to be okay, but I'm going to try to keep 
going and stay nice and hopefully you'll too good luck out there everyone Nice. Hey, everybody. So don't forget, you can follow me, Mike Bruno, on Twitter. It's at RiskyBusinessMB. That's just Risky Business spelled regularly. And then M is in Mike, B is in Bruno. And don't forget also to follow the podcast Twitter. It's at That's Nice Pod. And I'm Alix McAlpine, A L I X. A little curveball there. McAlpine, MC, like McDonald's, Alpine, like the mountains. And there I'll post about all sorts of things you don't want to know about me, but too bad. (laughs) 